0: This is the Realm of Agape Christian Church. We are continuing in our spiritual maturity series this morning. We have the consecration at the forefront of our mind, and, and we want to, amen, look ahead too while we're in this 21 days of consecration. Um, the Passion Week is ahead, and we want to approach it with a greater wisdom. A more profound wisdom of the word of God and a spiritual maturity that will enable us to not take anything for granted in the word, but that we will take another look and see in the in the Hebraic sense, uh, the deepness in the prophetic word pictures that the Lord has canonized in his word. It's for us to get an understanding. God said, in all thy getting, get an understanding. We want to prevail in the understanding of heaven, in the purpose of heaven, to govern our lives accordingly, to steer our minds, thoughts accordingly, and to guard and guide our feet accordingly. And to, amen, manage and discipline our hands accordingly. Amen. Thank God. So we're continuing this message, part two today, and uh, I believe there's going to be a part three because God has interjected a big part at the onset regarding the Lord, our righteousness. Uh, He is Jehovah Sitkanu. and we fellowship with one accord during this modified spring Daniel fast, and um, we seek that God will... Help us to diligently seek the person of Jesus Christ, not just an idea, because if we just do that, we're almost like anybody out there who has not submitted themselves to the will of God, has not been transformed by the power of God, has not come from death unto life. We want to be as those who have been transformed, so we do have to have a relationship with Jesus, not just the black and white words on a Sunday school page. Not just the black and white words printed in uh, the Bible, but the author must come alive and be, amen, the one who has healed and set us free, delivered us, strengthened us, breathed freshly upon us the breath of life. And we want him to abide in our life and help us to, amen, see him for who he is. He's our righteousness. We're not righteous in our own eyes, but righteous through Christ. It says again in, Jer- in Jeremiah 23, six in, in his days, Judah shall be saved and Israel shall dwell safely. And in this, his name whereby shall be called the Lord, our righteousness. And again, looking at Galatians five sixteen this, I say, then walk in the spirit. That's capital S that's Holy Spirit. And ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So we want to go forward in Jesus' name, but I want to render some wisdom to you today about the Passover and the two Sabbaths that are in that week. Let's look at Genesis 1 5 right quick as God is interjecting this wisdom. Genesis 1 5. Uh, You got to go to the beginning, see? And uh, this is the creation of the world, the beginning of creation, the days of creation. Uh, Verse 5 says, And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. That's important, the order of that. The what evening and the what morning Were the what? First day. Look at 1 Corinthians 15, verses 3 through 8. Uh, Paul is writing to the church at Corinth. This is a doctrine, the doctrine of resurrection, the importance of the what? Resurrection. Amen. Uh, For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried, and that he arose, and that he rose again what day the third day, according to the scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas, that's Peter, uh, then then of the twelve, after that. after that he was seen of a above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. that's at the time of the writing of this particular. Epistle to the Church of Corinth, uh, verse 7. After that, he was seen of James, you know, the half-brother of Jesus, and then of all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen of me, Paul, as one born out of due time. Yes, we know that Jesus knocked him off his high horse, right? And uh, proceeded to instruct him on how he would be delivered He had to submit himself to the very brethren that he antagonized, sought after, to hurt and to kill, my God, because they walked contrary to what his understanding was. But that is not the law of love of Christ. And uh, when you pass from death to life, which Jesus enabled him to do, then he had a love for the brethren, my God. The question is now, we want to just make certain. That our doctrine is lined up according to the holy word of God. And we question because we want to uh, worship Jesus, his whole person. Uh, And he has stated some things in the word. So we have to ask ourselves, was Jesus crucified on Friday? You know, they call it what? Good Friday, right? Uh, It is necessary to examine the following facts in order to understand the relationship between the jewish passover and the so-called christian easter celebration and that's an oxymoron christian easter so you're putting things of christ with things of paganism right my god the jewish calendar we have to know about it the jewish calendar uh is based on the lunar cycle and what is that how the moon moves and evening and then morning the first day was measured right Uh, They have 12 months, yes 354 days Though 29 and 30 days in each month The Roman calendar that we use Today follows what? The solar cycle How the sun moves uh, 365 days And we have to add every four years An extra day called leap year To keep things aligned mathematically Uh, For us we know about it, you know, as time goes on, each day passes, day and night, day and night, we say it like that. But Hebraically speaking, as God intended, is what? Night and day. In the word, according to the Hebraic tradition, Genesis 1-5, we read what? So the evening and the morning were the first day. Uh, This statement evening and morning In the creation account Is more than when the day started It gives an incredible picture Of the redemptive work That Christ is doing in us And we have passed that scripture For a lot of years But we have to go what First night Then day Uh, Darkness lasts for a little time But joy comes when in, In the morning Songs have it but we kind of pass by it. Uh, There's grace in how God made the order flow. Jesus turns obscure darkness into the uh, glorious revelation, the clarity of him, amen. His presence in our life, brighter than the sun, my God. He should be brighter than the sun. He created the sun, isn't that right? So he takes us from darkness into darkness, To light, they that walked in darkness hath seen a great light. And when you know when Jesus was born, uh, they had a period of darkness and did not feel God, did not hear God. But Jesus came to correct things, to set the record straight. You know, a Jewish day begins and ends at 6 p.m., but they begin counting the daylight hours from 6 a.m. And evidence of this can be found throughout the four Gospels you've read in scriptures where they're telling you, telling us, you know, what happened and they'll say it was the third hour, the sixth hour, the ninth hour, you know. And a day in the Roman calendar begins and ends at midnight as we know it. Here's a glimpse of what Time uh, looked like in the Gospels, according to Jesus' death and resurrection, as were recorded. Daytime, uh, we see the first hour is from dawn, from the rising of the sun. You know, we see all the way to 8 a.m. And that's called the first hour. Second hour Eight to nine and so on. It keeps going until the 12th hour. This is all daytime. Uh, from 6 p.m. to sunset. The sunset could vary a little bit. That's why they say from sunset, they don't put a time on it. Dawn could vary. So we don't put a time on it. We say dawn to 8, to 8 a.m. Our fast is like that, it began sunrise. remember? Was it last Sunday? Sunrise. We went through a whole week now of it and uh, it will conclude. Well, the official event of it will conclude. God might have you do some stuff on and off, right? Without the whole church doing it. But uh, it concludes sunrise on, uh, as we call it, Resurrection Sunday. And uh, sometimes in preaching we may be a little facetious at times um, we, we, we could say that perhaps uh, per adventure There could be, amen, uh, the consideration according to the evidence we will show today We could say Jesus rose early Sunday morning Or it could have happened late Saturday night Somewhere in between, you'll see what I mean Here's the nighttime. According to how it was and still is. But when we look at the Hebraic scriptures, uh, we have to notice the first watch of the night when the sun finally sets up to nine o'clock. Notice nighttime has bigger chunks, like three hours each. Second watch, nine to midnight. Third watch, midnight to 3 a.m. And the fourth watch, 3 a.m. to sunrise. They don't know when sunset might, you know, might change. So they say sunset, sunrise could vary. So we don't don't put a time on it. It's 3 a.m. to sunrise. That's the last part before day breaks again. See now the Jewish Passover. Think about that. Few Christians know that the Jewish Passover is currently a seven day period in Israel and eight days for the Jews who live outside of Israel. At the time of Christ, the Jews had two names for the same festival. It was called the feast of the Passover, and we know about that story, or the feast of the unleavened bread. They didn't have time to wait for the bread to rise. You put the yeast in it and knead it, put it in a dark place, let it rise. I saw my mother make yeast rolls like that. You have to put them in there in the warm darkness, and they start rising. You look again, they get all puffy. Then they're ready for the baking. There's little plants in there doing what they need to do They didn't have time for all that They had to get out of there, amen So yeah, they they ate uh, unleavened bread (laughs) Now the first month in the Jewish calendar, Nisan It occurs during the months of March through April And here we are in that Hebraic month now That's the Roman calendar um, matchup, if you will Uh, Nisan is the month in which the Passover is observed. It was back then and it is still now. The 13th day of Nisan, which is Tuesday, is called the preparation day for the Passover. The Passover meal is eaten after 6 p.m., which means technically it's eaten on the 14th day of Nisan, the beginning of Wednesday. So from the New Testament, we we know that Jesus and his disciples ate the Passover meal on a Tuesday night. According to Matthew 26, Luke 22, you know, the Last Supper, the 14th day, which was a Wednesday of Nisan, was called the first day of the Passover. And people still worked on that particular day. It was considered a Sabbath, but not as the regular main Sabbath day where nobody could work. See? So this was the day Jesus was brought to Pilate at 6 a.m. Because overnight they were questioned him and everything. He was finally brought before Pilate, uh, according to Matthew 27, and was crucified the sixth hour. See the sixth hour, 12 to 1, right? That's when he was crucified. And then if we look at the timing, the 15th day, which is Thursday of Nisan, Um, was the Feast of the Unleavened Bread, and also known as High Sabbath. It wasn't like, you know, the regular one. But the Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation day, getting ready for the high, the bigger one, the bigger Sabbath, um, that the bodies should not remain where? On the cross. They couldn't let dead animals be on the street. If there was roadkill, they had to move everything out of the way, clean up everything, even whitewash the sepulchers, everything. Clean even the uh gravestones, even though deadness was under there, they whitewashed it to look alive. They wanted to pronounce the living and avoid the dead. Uh, so, avoiding the death angel, if you will, like in the Passover. So, because of that religious mindedness and um protocol. The Sabbath was a high day. They besought Pilate that whoever was still alive on the cross, somehow they were surviving still, break their legs so that suffocation could have its course and they would die quickly. Then they could take the bodies away, according to uh, John 19. But we know Jesus already said into thy hands what I commend. My spirit is finished. He said all of that. He was already gone. They didn't have to break his legs. The prophecy said that he would not have bones broken. Amen. See, this is not to be confused with the regular Sabbath. The high Sabbath was a holy day for the Jews, and no work could be done on that day. All roads, I told you, they had to clean it up. And that's the reason why they didn't want anybody hanging on the cross on the, high, the highest Sabbath. The 16th day, which was Friday of Nisan, was called the morrow after, the day after the Sabbath. And this was a work day, uh, the day of the cutting of the barley sheaves, and nobody could work that day. They had to do they had to do everything before that. Uh, so the seventeenth day, Saturday of Nisan, in the year Jesus was crucified, was the regular Sabbath. Jesus rose from the dead sometime between 6 p.m. Saturday night and 6 a.m. on the first day of the week, Sunday morning. This timeline is consistent with Jesus' words that he would be dead for three days and Three nights in Matthew 12, uh, he told the scribes and the Pharisees, you know, because they were looking for a sign for him to prove himself. He said, this is the sign you're going to have the sign of the prophet Jonas. It's in the Greek. But look in the Hebrew. It was Jonah he was talking about. He was in the belly of the of the fish. Uh, Three days and three nights. Right. So shall the son of man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And some people are looking at how in Jewish vernacular, sometimes they're saying you could use part of the day so we could uh, make the timing a little less. But it's not going to go all the way to one and a half days, you know, cutting it in half. Uh, So it is not correct to call Sunday morning Resurrection Sunday if we teach that Jesus was crucified when? On Friday. Not enough time. Not enough time. He was already dead and in the grave at the beginning of the 15th day of Nisan, which was Thursday, using the timeline Jesus provided of three full days and nights. Thursday night was the first complete day. Friday was the second complete day. And Saturday night was the third complete day. And if we correctly interpret the timeline provided by the four Gospels, it is not possible for Jesus to have been crucified on Friday as commonly thought. But he was crucified and buried. By Wednesday, amen Going into Thursday So, we could have Holy Wednesday There is such a thing They even have Marty Thursday They call it in the Catholic world Which really means Holy Thursday But they don't push that They push more of the Good Friday On into Sunday And, uh, you know, trying to change things But we have to look at how things were And take it as it is And as people like to say It is what it is so, and you know the scripture. On the third day, he what? He rose. That much we do know. First Corinthians 15 through through eight, we read about that. Thank God, thank God. Hallelujah. And we want to go forward now with wisdom as Jesus' grace enables us to go from night to day. When he was buried, it was like night, it was dark, but Jesus was busy down there in that's a whole nother message. Uh, in paradise they had a split there And he had to go down there and preach To the captives of Noah's day My God And Peter got a glimpse of that and he preached About it too And um, so from night The deadness of night to the glorious morning. Jesus can help us to rise from deadness. Jesus is seeking that we rise from deadness in our consecration. That which might be still creeping as the walking dead in our spirit. God wants to come in and take those dead things out. Take the the grave clothes off, the bedtime clothes off and say, come out of there, rise, walk. Loose that man or woman, and what? Let them, let them go. God wants us to be freed, and the devil has bound us up with the wrong thoughts. We were, Amen. Uh, Part wrong in a certain way, or trained wrong, or has some dysfunction in the family, or uh, generational curses, wrong ways to think about things, wrong ways to approach things. And we have been bound up with things and it discourages us, it discourages the new breed coming after us, and it hinders us, it stymies our growth, stymies our understanding. Sometimes we only have a piece of what God is. We're not really getting the the full benefit of worshiping the one and true, living, whole, complete God. And if we worship in a piece of God, you only got a piece of what you need to have. I want to have everything I'm supposed to have. And I was reading this morning in the Bible reading, and uh, the people of Caleb... Caleb and Joshua were spies They had to go in and spy out the land And give a report And Joshua and Caleb gave the faithful good report We could take it, we got this And others were fearful Oh, they look like giants uh, We are, you know, not able to do it We, we shouldn't do this And uh, God gave Moses a word to bless Joshua and Caleb, and they would have the whole land, the foothills, and everywhere they they had stepped, they would be able to have that for themselves and their family. And then that was stated... When uh, Caleb was 40 years old, now 45 years later, as they conquered, he brought it back to the memory of now. It used to be his co-conspirator and spying out the land for God's will. Now he's not just a colleague, uh, laterally speaking, but now he's your superior. So Caleb has to go to Joshua, who is now his superior, and say, don't you remember what Moses said? Uh, This land is my land. My family's land from that hill to that hill. My God. And he was able to do it. He said, look, I'm 85 years old and I'm still feeling spry and young. I can still fight for the Lord. And uh, his armies was ready to do whatever they needed to do. And he blessed him with the land. Look at God. God is faithful at keeping his word. Caleb was faithful at, at keeping God's word. Brought faith into the camp. God blessed him. And kept that blessing intact. Kept his health intact. So he could enjoy it. Amen. God has a blessing for you and a blessing for me. He's going to bless us. Go it. Tarry. we got to do what? Wait for it. Hallelujah. May take a while, oh, but hold on a little while longer. When the sun rise, you're going to see a new dawning of a new day. Hey, from night to day, God's going to bring us out without a doubt. Hallelujah. Bring us out, Lord. He's able to do it. Now, God, our righteousness, is the one who's going to do it. we got to remember that the flesh is not to be changed or trained. It is to be decommissioned. Remember, we must walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. So, we have to successfully mortify the deeds of the flesh by applying the specific spiritual disciplines that our Lord himself lived by. We will succeed in the ongoing life process of mortifying the deeds of the flesh, thus maximizing our right to live the effective and fruitful life Jesus exemplified for us. I want everything that's not like him to be out of me so I could, amen, have a good running ship. A good running engine. Amen. If I'm six cylinder, I want all cylinders doing what they should be doing. I shouldn't be running with two cylinders. No. All six in good timing. Help us to run through troops. Leap over walls. My God. Help us to, amen, do exceeding, abundantly, above what we could ask or think. God's got it for us like that. We need to do certain things to avoid sins of omission. Sometimes we omit What should have been done? These are the disciplines of engagement, which counteract our tendencies to omit godly practices needed to maintain spiritual vigor. There are eight general disciplines of engagement. And uh, they are when we are told how to study, study the word of God, not a concocted word of God. Sometimes, you know, I'm doing research, and I can tell who has authored certain teachings. I go a little bit, a little bit, a couple of pages, I say, wait, wait, who wrote this? It tastes like, yeah, I thought so. Wrong doctrine, (laughs) because they lead you down a briar path. My God, and you keep going and and eating that stuff and and taking it in, and you're going to be lost, you're going to be in out of darkness. Thought you were right in the green pastures and you were not. We have to study and God's going to show us to be approved. Amen. That will enable us to worship better. We can celebrate the things of God better. There are our times of celebration uh, in our midst. Amen. We have to serve the Lord with gladness. Amen, and we have to know how to uh, walk in the will of God And we know the will of God when we hear him giving us our marching orders Through prayers of all kinds And we're not supposed to be by ourselves in this We have to fellowship one with the other, amen And we have to confess our faults to those who are spiritual Not to the carnal blabbermouths, no, don't do that Cause you're going to have a problem, amen. Find those who are spiritual, amen, who know how to keep their Holy Ghost lips shut, amen. So there's confession that is done, and uh, we have to stay submitted to the Lord, and we should not look like we're big head above each other, pushing each other down to get to the higher mark. We, we should submit one to the other, Thank God. We also need to stop doing certain things to avoid sins of commission. These mortifiers are called uh, disciplines of abstinence, which counteract our tendencies to commit ungodly practices that cause us to die spiritually. The seven general disciplines of abstinence, the red light, Uh, the things you shouldn't do. It helps us to stop doing things we shouldn't do. So these put up a red light. Solitude. Sometimes you're with too many people all the time. Sometimes you got to go by yourself with God. In the quiet place that God has stationed as the rendezvous point for you and him. Um, and then there's silence. Turn off everything. Just as we have to go to sleep at night. My God. And, and, and revive our body. Our body is healing itself. During that time, we're resting and healing is happening. You know, cells can heal. Things happen to certain cells in your body, on your skin especially, and God is letting your, your skin heal up, letting hair follicles heal up. My God, all kind of cells in the body healing up, outside and inside healing. He stops you from eating and lets you fast. Thank God we can't eat while we're sleeping. Our inside would never rest. God lets us rest and sleep easy. My God, thank God. So watch what you're eating before you go to sleep. Thank God. You're going to have all kind of crazy nightmares come out rebuking the devil when you should have just rebuked that sandwich that you shouldn't have ate. My God, my God. Watch what you eat and when you're eating. Thank God. So yes, we have to fast sometimes And um, sometimes, you know, people like to splurge I don't know why Sometimes it's a show-off thing I don't know Or they're showing off uh, I could do whatever you could do But God is calling for us to watch what we're doing with our economy Be economic about it My God, there should be frugality And then there's a way to stay clean Stay away from fresh mess. Amen, yes. Amen. Stop meditating on fresh mess And maybe you'll keep yourself from getting into fresh mess Amen You have to be chaste Old fashioned word In the old, old, old day way, way back old days They had chastity belts My God The husband was going to be gone fighting wars And he's like, honey, here you go A nice present Some new lingerie Clank, clank That's kind of hard, man What's that? It's a chastity belt God will rebuke, amen Nobody gonna come on in that shouldn't come on in Nope, lose here My God, preserve, preserve, protect I used to wonder, I raised my hand in class Well, how the lady supposed to go to the bathroom I hope she don't lose the key, you know The teacher said she better not lose the key, whatever But he better trust her to keep it locked When she's done in the bathroom, I guess I don't know how that works, that's crazy But God has shown us how to be chaste in our mind. And then the mind, the holy mind will tell what should be done below the belt and above the belt and everywhere else around town. Thank God. And God wants us to have a certain level of secrecy, not evil kind of secrecy. Amen. But there's a holy kind. Thank God we could get into that in more detail another time And uh, here's one more sacrifice You have to make a sacrifice sometimes And do what uh, we don't normally do Thank God give what we don't normally give and God will cover you amen And uh, sometimes uh, sacrifices are when we can't say certain things You give silence when you should There's a holy way of doing that Thank God. Uh, So this this modern culture that we are in can certainly use a good dose of the Lord's antidote of frugality and chastity to promote deliverance, healing and cleansing from the poisonous misuse of sensuality and finances that occur in our modern society. We're going to define a little deeper. And there's some prophetic history that we have to go through to get a little deeper. I'm going to cut it right here. We're thanking God for all of his goodness and graciousness to us. Word, Father God, we thank you for your word. I pray, O oh God, that you will help us to fight the good fight of faith. Help us, O oh God, to submit ourselves, therefore, to you. Resist the devil, how he ought to be resisted. That means fought how he ought to be fought. And uh, we ought to refrain from certain things That's the fight And some things we should be doing in in God that we're not That's another form of the fight We need defense and we need offense Defense, we can block the devil offense We could chop them down Help us to, oh God Not just to be good blockers But also to be good choppers too Use the word of God The sword of the spirit Which is the word of God Help us to hone it To know of the use of it As we meditate on it day and night In Jesus' name, night and day. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' matchless name, we thank you for coming and submitting yourself to the will of God, going lower than the angels, becoming one of us, oh God, but yet still God, not amen, privy to sin, but you were able to free us from sin. You went in the ground as the first seed to sprout up, oh God, new fruit of those who will be resurrected. Hallelujah. They will leave from the night of sin and walk into the daylight of sanctification. We thank you, Lord, for being our resurrected, powerful, our all-powerful God in the holy, mighty name of Jesus. We thank you. We of the realm of Agape Christian Church pray that the holy word of God has richly blessed your soul. To send prayer requests, use the contacts page of our website, www.roagape.org. We need your continued prayers and financial support to maintain this ministry. You can also find a secure means of donating on our website. God bless you.